everybody what's up out there in podcast land what's up everyone it's drew and dan here live on the drew and dan show and as always this podcast is brought to you by the breakfast burrito at expatriate and this podcast is also brought to you by the the fear and the tears of every other fan of every other nba team besides the warriors we'd also like to dedicate this pod to the haters out there hey hey it's a beautiful day to be a warrior hater (laughs) It sure is. And by that, I mean it's not. Uh, it's it's Independence Day, so happy 4th of July, everybody. And it feels like Christmas morning to some of us, Dan. Okay, Drew, let's paint the scene really quick. Okay, I'm sitting here. It's the 4th of July, uh, early morning. Freedom is not free. Free, but today, as I wake up, smelling the sweet smells of freedom, thinking about the red, white, and blue, thinking about eating some barbecue, thinking about watching some fireworks, all of a sudden, my phone erupts in a different kind of fireworks. Why is that? An avalanche of text messages, an avalanche of tweets come through as we find out that Kevin Durant did the unthinkable, did the implausible, did what everyone said he probably would not do, and signed with the Golden State Warriors. Wow. It's unbelievable. Uh, Amazing. This is something that, this is one of those scenarios that we, I mean, I don't know. It it was, it was so implausible, even though all the rumors, it was so implausible to me that I, I still like right now, I'm like, wait, Kevin Durant's on the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, Man, what, so as a, before we get into basketball stuff, as a Warriors fan, did you this off season? Did you want that to happen? Was it? Yeah, I wouldn't let myself think about it. I, when people asked me, I said, "Oh, he'll probably just stay," because all like reports were suggesting he was going to stay in OKC, and um, it's just crazy. Like I was like, "No, I would just wouldn't let my mind go there." The thought of the Warriors being able to have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant like, yeah. that just didn't make any sense in my head. Um, this is a team that won like a historic amount of games last year. This is a team that's won a title in the last two years and, and was within a few minutes of winning two titles in a row already. Um, just an unbelievable scenario. They That team, which is already an elite-level team, already a championship-level team, or is going to be at least in the conversation competing for a title, uh, just basically got rid of Harrison Barnes, who one could argue – cost him a title this year, and replaced him <laughs> with Kevin Stinking Durant. Yeah, man. It um, Is that an upgrade? I yeah. Harrison, I can't find the hoop Barnes. <laughs> Trade him out for Kevin Durant. An elite level, a top three level player in the league. Uh, one of the best players of all time in basketball history. It just got added to an already all-star lineup. Yeah, so I, I feel like a lot of haters and naysayers or whatever might might start the whole like oh well there's not enough ball to go around type of thing but we if we dive into x's and o's a little bit with the warriors we realize like that the implications of this signing are just like catastrophic uh so the lineup of death that i think everyone's familiar with it, it it's last year and the year before when when the Warriors brought out Draymond at the five, Harrison at the four, Iguodala, Clay, and Steph, just this lineup that destroyed people. Um, 
they outscored opponents by 47 points per 100 possessions, which is like incredible. Yeah. You take that lineup, dude, and you remove Harrison Barnes and you add Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's like a my like my mind can't handle yeah. that. That's insane. Already a, an offense that likes to spread it out, an offense that likes to uh, pick and roll, pick and pop, um, up and down off. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. He fits into this system so well. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, I mean, so the obvious question is, and so let's 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 be frank, Dan. Right? It's not a it's not a guarantee. You know, people got to learn to play together. People got to learn, uh, you know, how, how to share the ball, how the ball gets around, and who mm-hmm. takes the shot when. Um, you know, the big question is at the end of a game with a game on the line, uh, who whose ball whose hands is the ball in? Who takes that last shot? Right? Yeah. They got to figure that out. Uh, you know, LeBron and Dwayne were always kind of no. They didn't seem to know when they were together. They didn't seem to know the answer to that question yeah. in Miami, right? Um, it was never really clear, like whose team is this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that pe- they got to learn to figure out, and um, it's an interesting, interesting question for the Warriors. But I think as a Warriors fan, it's going to be super fun to watch them figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for the Warriors, and we'll uh, we forgot to say this at the beginning. We have a guest on uh, in a couple minutes, just yeah. a, a salary cap savant and. Just very knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, I watch hoops. I know X's and O's, um, but yeah, I don't know contracts and yeah. salaries and that sort of stuff. So, Cap so stuff. we talk. Not to step too much on what we're going to talk about with him, but but we start talking about. So, what are the the Warriors have four of the best twelve players in the NBA right now on their team? Yes, but, but say but that again. They, they have four of the best twelve players in the NBA. On their team, yeah, that's unbelievable. Which is amazing, but now we got to start thinking about how they're going to fill in the spaces, and they don't have a true five on their team. No, right now Kevin Durant's probably the four, Draymond Green's probably the five, and that's mm. a very different look than last year with Bogut at the five. Um, but and, but Draymond, yeah, they, and, they and, need and a, they actually. Uh, that means their three right now is Andre Iguodala, who you'd have to pluck from that second unit and move him up yeah. there, which obviously, hopefully, they're going to make some additions to this roster yeah. and leave uh, Andre in the second unit. So the, so they need a five. Let's say they get a – and again, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but let's say they sign like a Roy Hibbert. He's their starting five, which is whatever. Great fit. So does Steve Kerr – so is the starting lineup Hibbert or whatever center – Draymond, Durant, Clay, or Steph, or I brought this up to you earlier. You weren't a huge fan. Do you bring? Do you see what it's like to bring Clay off the bench? And and who's your two? Start Livingston maybe at no. the two. Why, why not? I, I, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Why not? The burden of proof's on you, dude. Why would you do that? Why would you take your All NBA players uh, at the one and the two and put one of them on the bench just to dude, have for more firepower? Re- uh, Imagine, unit. imagine all the rest that Steph would get knowing that Clay can come off the bench with Iguodala, dude. That's insane. Yeah, no, I mean it's an interesting idea. I don't know that with what Clay has proven this year, um, if he is going to get relegated to a bench role or would even be happy with but that. But by bench role, it's almost more of like an Isaiah Thomas bench role. Like he still play thirty five minutes yeah, a game, okay. but he it would just be it would just be the. Um, a lineup issue, not a, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think we're going to see some real, I think people expect this to be like a, 
like it's a done deal that all these guys are starting at the same time. And they'll yeah. probably play a lot of time together. But I think Kerr, we know that he's just like a wizard of lineups. Yeah, and he's tinkering. Stuff out. I guess. I guess. I, yeah, I'll say this: that I think those guys all start. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, it's all matchups and tinkering, and and you know, these guys sit stuff sits huge fourth quarter. Right? Yeah. I mean, they, they these guys are willing to just rest a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, what pieces will they have ultimately to fill in and keep on the floor? Yeah. So really quick, before being Brandon on. Um, Drew, in your heart of hearts right now, as a Warriors fan and as a basketball fan, are the Warriors going to win the title next year? Yeah, I think the Warriors are going to win the title next year. I think the Warriors are going to win the title every year. But um, the question, like the, the the questions I have are, uh, can they get a big? Um, yeah. and, and who's going to be on this team? You know, a really, you know, they 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 lost a lot of pieces on a couple of, you know, from a really powerful team, you mm-hmm. know, even though they were like role players and whatever, they fit the system. Yeah. And this team um, has been to the NBA finals two years in a row now. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they basically like in adding Durant, which is a huge acquisition, they actually sent a lot of pieces away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be as a basketball fan. I'm just, like I can't wait to watch this team. I feel like I'll be watching like an NBA 2K team that I made. Yeah. Like just from scratch. Like it's going to be crazy, man. Uh yeah, anyways, hey guys, we're going to have our buddy Brandon on here. Yeah. Um Brandon lives in San Francisco, uh Bay Area native, lived his whole life in the Bay Area and Brandon, he loves the Warriors. He's a huge, you know, been a huge fan of the Warriors for a long time, followed the team for a long time and his expertise is actually in uh salary cap and contracts and um just all those different um kind of front office logistics. Um he he studies that stuff really in-depthly, loves that stuff, loves to talk about that stuff, which is uh, uh, you know, we start to talk numbers. I'm like, I get confused and, you know, I don't really understand how it all works and how it all fits together. Um, but we're going to bring Brandon on to kind of talk about um, those issues. So, yep. yeah, it's going to be awesome. Brandon um, is a, you know, works in, in tech in the Bay Area. You know, he's been in the high tech industry for a long time. And, um, yeah, just a smart guy. So we are on live right now with Bay Area tech mogul Brandon Cavender. Brandon, what's up, buddy? Brandon, thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know if I'm a mogul yet, but uh, well on the way. You can follow me on Twitter, <laughs> at Brandon Cavender. Um, you'll probably find a very, very minimal amount of, of, of tweets on there, because um, I like to keep myself stealth. Yeah, but, I like that. Here's something you, that's interesting about Brandon and his Twitter, Dan, is um, two years ago, um, before on opening day of the NBA season of the Warriors championship year, Brandon predicted that first title on opening day. Brandon, is that true? Uh, that is true. You can find on the, uh, <laughs> you, you can find it historically. I think some people, some people retweeted it. Yep. I believe I said the Warriors season starts today or starts I think it was actually the day before so the Warriors season starts tomorrow so I'm picking a championship for them today um and that worked out although I'll be I believe that I may have done that the year before too more than what <laughs> he's and actually I, he actually every he's year. actually done that every year but it worked out <laughs> once yeah cool all right pretty well I'm gonna venture to say that I'll probably do it again this year and I the odds are that it's 
looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brandon, so we have you on because uh, this morning, as as probably everyone knows, the Warriors and Kevin Durant have agreed to a, uh, a two-year deal. Um, but we, Brandon, we need your expertise because we don't know a ton about like the CBA and cap space stuff. And, and I understand that this means that next summer um, the Warriors are in a strange position because they got to re-sign Steph and figure out Durant's um, contract. Um, tell us, tell us everything we need to know about this contract and what this means for the Warriors next summer. Okay, I will do. I'll do my best. Um, I'll just go ahead and make make a, a brief note. If you want to find really great um, depth and expertise on all things related to the CBA, which is collective bargaining agreement, um, to cap situations for all teams. Um, a number of just great detail. Um, you check out uh, Danny LaRue. Um, I believe that's at Danny LaRue. Um, it's, it's, uh, he, he knows this inside and out uh, yeah, far he, better than I do. I, I, he, he's been doing those, uh, those really helpful like spreadsheet things, right? With the, with the yep. com- comparisons. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, he's, he's fantastic. I, I think, I think we can break down a couple things just to kind of look at some of the details here. Um, I think the first thing is that I would say is you can track really um, since the year that uh, that the Warriors made a play for White Howard and for eventually for Andre Iguodala, um, that this is just and, – and, and all the way back to the initial Andrew Bogan extension, that this has been a really masterful handling of – of salary cap situations and contract figures, um, both in the way that they've handled free agency um, and in the way that they've handled their own internal draft draft picks who've turned out to be amazing players. Yeah, um, I agree with you, for- Brandon, but you have to admit, they also got a lot... There were some amazingly lucky breaks along the way, especially recently. Don't you agree? Well, I, I think the biggest uh, lucky break they got is that for two years in a row, Steph Curry had a, a very questionable health situation with his ankles. True. Um, yeah. There's a great piece that, um, that Tom Haverstrow wrote uh, this year about, I believe this year, about how he's managed to uh, get around some of those health issues with his ankles by actually focusing on different parts of his body to strengthen them. Um, really, his, his core and his leg strength, so that rather than relying on putting pressure on his ankles for his pivots, He's using more of his whole body and taking some of that pressure off those, those bending points. Um, last year, I believe they said that um, in terms of just straight deadlifting, um, Steph Curry was the second strongest deadlifter in that locker room, to second only to Festus Azili, yeah. who's wow. a massive human being. Um, Which now they, it they sounds like... St- it sounds like Steph will be the number one deadlifter because they're, they're getting rid of <laughs> R.I.P. Festus. So, so Brandon, what, like the point being, I believe, is that because of his ankle injuries, it kept his contract down, which allowed them to have, right? Is that? Is, I mean, that's part of it, you know, other than his massive, like, just physical core strength. But, you know, that affects the salaries, right? And affects the cap and allows them the room to do some of these moves. Plus... You know all, all the all of these moves moves happened because of that. Um, they wow. negotiated a um, a four year uh, forty four million dollar extension before um, 
before that that following season. So where so they they circumvented his restricted free agency. So he played out the final season of his rookie contract and then began that. That contract is set to expire this uh, at the end of the 2017 season. Um, but what's what's interesting is that that contract, being at, at such a low annualized value, allowed them to sign Andre Iguodala for his his deal, um, which I believe expires next next season. Um, it also en- enabled them to extend um, Andrew Bogut, who his deal um, just, expi- just expires, and it sounds like he is headed to the Mavs. Um, yeah. they'll, they'll basically will absorb his cap. I mean, that that's another thing. The Mavs have struck out in free agency and have a lot of cap. I mean, it allows them to absorb players. But um, the other thing that's interesting is each of their free agents that um, or restricted free agents that they've had come up recently, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, Bob Myers has managed to negotiate extensions for them that didn't actually quite hit max levels. So huh. uh, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are both under a max contract. Wow. And the difference with that is that not not just that it's a dollar amount; it's very close to to a dollar. To the dollar amounts are very similar, but because they're not max deals, they aren't percentages of the cap, and so their their deals don't rise necessarily as the cap rises. And oh, so interesting. Yeah, and so they're they're more they're not situated as 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 raises in the same way. So they're more dollar amounts. That that combined with Steph's deal, um, along with just this this ballooning cap uh, that that's taking place this off season, allowed them to even be in the position to set up set this up. They're still obviously all, all the dominoes to fall. They're, they're 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 taking on risk, obviously, by letting Festus walk, um, by letting Harrison Barnes go. Although. It can be argued uh, Harrison Barnes was, is going to be set to make a, a four-year, $95 million uh, contract, which uh, I'm not sure exactly what the number is. I think it's probably about $22 million a year annual. Uh, Kevin Durant's going to be making $27 million, roughly, this offseason or yeah. this next season. So, I mean, the, the difference in value uh, for, for in return on investment is, is so substantial at, at that figure on top of the fact that just culturally it's just kind of weird when you know arguably your you know sixth best player would be the highest paid player on your team I, I can just see how you, you can see how that might start to become a, a strange situation yeah um, yeah, yeah for that locker room Brandon um, hit, hit me with these two things really quickly I mean fa- I mean fairly quickly um what do the Warriors actually look like? Your predictions. What, who stays and who goes on this current, you know, a couple of guys that just left today or are leaving today. Who, who stays, who goes, who might come? And then um, also really quickly, what what will the future look like over the next year or two with who's, you know, you know your predictions contract-wise? Well, they just signed Livingston to a one-year, correct? Yeah. yeah. So Livingston okay. stays, Harrison and Bogut go, Festus goes? Yeah. I think yes. I think Festus is gone. Who else I think is they gone? Actually, in order to sign uh, sign Kevin Durant, they had to. Uh, I believe they had to renounce him. Yeah. Um, or they they would have to renounce him. Uh, same with Harrison. Um, so Harrison, then, Festus, Bogut gone. Give me uh, who? I mean, McAdoo. Who cares? Give me uh, like who else is gone that that you know that people are predicting? Is Captain well, Barb? Is Captain their- Barbosa stay? Out of, uh, it's, well, there's a couple things that happen. Um, 
all of their free agents they would basically have to renounce their bird rights to. You okay? Um, if if they had them, because those are cap holds, those cap holds need to go away to create the the room. Um, they right now have a a couple trade exceptions. Um, those go away once they get under the cap um, in order to sign Durant. So what they're going to be left with this particular offseason is a number of um, I don't know. I, I, I would need to consult to see if they'd have the taxpayers' uh, exception. I think it's about a $2.8 million exception. And then a number of, of basically vet men, vet veterans' minimum contracts that, you, uh, that you, they'd be able, have the ability to sign up, up until they, you know, they max out their, their, their cap. I, don't, I, I would need to see if there's a hard cap situation in place or yeah. not. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming there is. Um, I would say a couple things probably happen. Um, they have their two, two new rookies from this year. They probably will, will, will try and get them some time, get them playing. Um, they have Kevin Looney, uh, who's a, a very long, uh, small forward, power forward player um, who's had some, he's, some hit problems. He's but, pretty much but they, trash. I, I think I'm sorry? He's pretty much trash. <laughs> he has a nice nice shooting stroke. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Don't count him out. All right. Um, look for some, look for some lazy loony corner trees. <laughs> um, lazy. Good thing there's no other good shooters on Golden State. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, who who else? I mean, or well, well, who no. who Brandon? Who who do you think? Because Golden State right now they got they got like six or seven guys. Uh, who else? Yep. Are they gonna sign? Are they gonna sign just a bunch of nobodies? Or do you think there's any vets out there? I read this morning that. Um, that not most Bates. Why can't I, why am I blanking on his name? Who did they have? Jermaine oh, O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal's yeah. interested. Do you think there's vets out there that are like, you know what, this team's going all the way. I'm gonna sign for like nothing, and jump. I think, I think that's certainly possible. I think you you probably need to look at how much money some of these players have made in their career, and at what point they'd be willing to take a pretty substantial pay cut to 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 get that ring. Um, a couple of people I might look out for that I think are, are interesting, and yeah. I don't know how, how much they'd, they'd, they'd be able to, to get. Uh, I think a couple of things probably need to happen. Um, there's any time that you have a free agency situation like this, when teams teams are spending the amount of money they're spending, um, there's always some, some interesting players that sort of get overlooked beyond that first, first pass. Um, some people are just always going to be looking for a job. There's always a possibility that somebody comes in and looks at the opportunity at, at certain teams and just says, you know, all things being equal, I'd rather sign with a contender. Right. Um, that's always an interesting option. Uh, one player that comes to mind that I think could be interesting, uh, especially as a, as a bench player with, with limited min- minutes, is Nene Hilario. Ooh, interesting. Uh, he spent the last four, four years, I think, or five seasons with uh, uh, Washington. He's an unrestricted free agent. Hmm. He's made a lot of money in his career. Um, I, I don't. I know he's had some injury problems. I, but I think that within limited minutes, he could be interesting and effective as a big off the bench. Um, another player that, that could be interesting, although I don't know. If, I, I think it's possible that he makes some some good money this offseason. Still, is, is uh, Zaja Pachulia? Oh yeah. Um, he was he was with the Mavs last season. Yeah. Um, spent some time in Atlanta. He's. I don't see uh, Zaza taking the veterans minimum. Man, that dude could get paid. Well, I, I think that's that's the question. Is you have to let some of these situations play themselves out first, um, yeah. see where people go, see who's left, and see who you who you're competing against. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I 
I just think it's fascinating seeing some of these deals take place. I mean, seeing uh, I wasn't surprised to see Batum get get a max deal from Charlotte. I was very very surprised actually to see the, the amount of money that Evan Turner got. Yeah, um, yeah. In Portland, um, that was that was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Um, although I actually really liked Evan Turner's game, and I think he was much better in Boston than he was in Indiana. Yeah, same. Uh, um, he, he had a good stint in Philly back in the day too. Uh, I like the Evan Turner signing, but it's interesting. Golden State—they don't really have a true five right now, right? They well, uh, they don't. So they need well. First of all, the Mozgov signing is not looking too bad right now for the Lakers. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> give was, give <laughs> us us Mozgov. Totally. I, I hate to say it, that that signing looked pretty bad right right from the minute it yeah. took place. Just just <laughs> for how how much it was in four years. Uh, Anyways, so yeah. that's interesting. Uh, Nene would be pretty cool. Zaza would be cool. So, so really quick, um, we don't want to keep. Well, I'll throw one other name out. Oh there yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. He's, he's still very young, and I, I, so I don't know. Right, young, young, relatively speaking, but, uh, but he's he's just really struggled in the last couple of years to find success. And I just wonder if, if if there's an opportunity to kind of. Uh, in some ways, kind of reclaim his career a bit, just given his his situation for the last couple of years as Roy Hibbert. Ooh. He's an unrestricted free agent. He was in uh, Los Angeles with the Lakers last year, and I mean the Lakers were so bad, it's hard to really you know, see the, him just him getting a lot of exposure and, and making an impact on a team to win. And maybe maybe this is a chance to you know sign with a team that has some success. Mm-hmm. He'll certainly he'll certainly get exposure, you know, and and people and- kind of just be aware of him um, and, and Roy might be exactly what they need he's a great he's not an he's not an elite offensive player but he's a great defensive player verticality um he he's smart which would actually I feel like fit really well with what the Warriors have going on and I feel like it's something they need so that'd be that'd be interesting yeah uh Brandon just kind of lastly as we as we wrap up uh what what happens with the Steph contract so Steph's contract uh is expires at the end of, of the 2017 season. Okay. Um, I believe the last, the last thing uh, Mark Stein reported out was that the contract Durant signing uh, is going to be what's, what's known as a one-in-one. Uh, so that's a one-year deal with a player option for the second. Um, okay. two things, a couple things happen with Durant next season. Um, one is that you know, he'll, he'll have another chance to re-up with, right. the, with the cap continuing to go up. Right. Uh, but on top of that, he will be a ten-year vet, which allows him him to take an even higher percentage of, of the cap with his max deal. Wow. Um, what I could see happening next season is uh, that the Warriors will obviously have two free two, those both of those guys as free agents. Um, they the situation they do have with Steph though is they have his his what's known as his bird rights, which gives them the ability to offer. Uh, more money than any other team to be able to ret- retain him. Um, I think the only thing that, and, and also, um, and on, I'm, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. The bird rights give them the ability to um, re-sign their own player regardless of what their cap situation is. So even if it puts them above the luxury tax situation, they can still retain him because that's something that's that's written into the collective bargaining agreement. So, okay. so what, I'm, the, what I'm the, hearing is that the Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brandon. No, no, what, I'm, what I'm hearing basically what what they'll do at the end of next season is is well, two things. A couple things they know um, is that Kevin Durant was not going to make a major announcement like this 
uh, only to jump to another team at the end of next season. He's making a long-term you know play to go to, to the place he wants to be. Right. What they'll do is ensure that they have the cap room initially to sign Kevin Durant to his, I'm, I'm sure it will probably be a, a five-year and, uh, I don't know, at this point, $178 million contract that, or whatever it is, it could be $200 million. Um, yeah. He'll be signing it at age, at age 28. You'll be having him for wow. um, all of his prior years, and his last year still probably very effective. Um, and, 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 Steph, and, and, Steph, and Steph with the same deal, or roughly the same deal? Steph's deal will not be the same because he doesn't have 10 years of experience yet. Oh, okay. So it will be a max deal, but it won't be, I think, what's known as a mega max, or basically okay. the, the highest maximum contract that you, you can accept. Um, as long as they sign Kevin Durant to his contract next offseason before they sign Steph, uh, they won't have a problem retraining, retaining both players. Okay, um, that was that was other, my question. The last situation is Andre Iguodala, um, who I know they they like and they would like to keep. He was a major part of pitching Durant right. uh, this offseason. Um, it's possible what they'll do with him is try and uh, negotiate an extension uh, this offseason with him for the into the near future so they don't have to deal with multiple players in free agency at the same time um, and it would it would take off his 16 million dollar cap hold for the following season um, okay. so that's something I would look out look out to see happening in the near future okay um, so beyond that it's a lot of uh, veterans minimum contracts and hoping hoping that experienced players want to uh, have a chance at, at chasing chasing history and chasing a ring yeah um, so it sounds like the Warriors will but, be set for a couple of years, at least. I mean, it's all of the shooting. I, I just can't. The, the spacing is going to be insane. It, I, yeah. I just can't can't wait to, to watch it all happen. I think the other thing I, I, I'm just really excited to see is Kevin Durant playing in a motion-oriented offense. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you look statistically, I think the, the Thunder last year ranked 29th in assists, and... Um, the Warriors ranked number one, and it Ooh. was by a large margin. I think. Interesting. I think the team that ranked next in assists beyond uh, the Warriors was the Hawks, and it was a 15 assists per game differential average. Interesting. Um, and I just, watching them share the ball and watching all of that that shooting, uh, historically elite shooting on on one court at the same time is just going to be amazing to watch. So, so, Brandon, where were you when you heard the Kevin Durant news? Uh, I was uh, oh, I was at Trick Dog awake this morning and refreshing Twitter uh, every every couple minutes starting Just around eight o'clock. So you were yeah. you were literally yeah. awake and watching for news. I was I, I, I was excited to see when this came to, uh, came out, partially because I love to see the social conversation that explodes afterwards. Yeah. Oh yeah, it. yeah, and it was it was amazing. It was amazing, and totally. so so you you uh, got the news and then uh, headed out to a, a late San Francisco brunch to celebrate. I did. We we went to Plow. Oh uh, yeah, oh, dude, that's our jam. Year into the day from from visiting Plow last year. Yeah, yeah that's we true. Wow. That's, yeah, we were all in Plow a year a year ago uh, today. That's amazing. And this podcast, Brandon, is actually brought to you by the lemon ricotta pancakes at Plow. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> it's been sponsored. Uh, well, Brandon, really quick, your your prediction next season is Golden State bringing home the Larry O'Brien Trophy? I think any prediction other than that would be would be quite shocking. Yeah. Um, two, two things happened 
uh, with Durant moving, the Warriors got stronger and the West got weaker. Um, so the, the pathway to to that victory is going to be easier. Um, certainly, they're better without with the Spurs not not getting Durant. Anyone's better without them not having Durant. But I mean, I but on top of that, um, you know, I, I just I just think they're they're going to be just leaps and bounds above and beyond everybody. I, it's possible that the scoring differential will be historic just because of the amount of threes that they, they're capable of hitting. Yep. Brandon, it's been awesome having you on the pod, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I really enjoyed it, you guys. Thanks so much. I'm, uh, let me know anytime you want to do it again, uh, for those, especially this, uh, this offseason, for those hot Bachelor in Paradise takes. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll need you for that. We'll we'll be podding about some of those things. Also, uh, we got to talk some NL West here pretty soon. I would love to do that. Awesome. All right, thanks, Brandon. Talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Okay, uh, man, that was very informative. Brandon knows way more about salary cap stuff than I do. I just learned a ton. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I'm excited, actually, more excited for the future of the Warriors. Yeah, it. I I didn't. For some reason, I thought that there'd be risk of them losing more pieces next summer but it doesn't really sound like that's the case sounds like they're gonna be okay for a little while so drew for the last couple minutes of this we've we've talked a little bit about um not super in depth but a little bit about what this means for the warriors themselves yeah still waiting for some shoes to drop there waiting for some some shoes to drop they've lost some players they'll probably get more players um well they need to get more players but so (laughs) not really in the immediate what are the ripple effects of this of this signing uh in the rest of the league, uh, primar- without getting too much into just free agency as a whole, primarily with the West. And I think first and foremost, um, so let's talk about the Thunder for a second. Is the Thunder still a playoff team? Okay, it's really interesting you say that, Dan, because uh, you know I, I, I got two, two thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and one is just in, in general, um, the, this hurts OKC bad. Yeah, this hurts OKC really bad because you have to get a team like that, a team like OKC, a team like Milwaukee, a team like Portland, all these smaller market teams. They're not going to get the elite free agents. Mm-mm. They're not. Look at the war- the Blazers just threw a ton of money at Pau Gasol and he just jumped. Yeah, uh, he said no. Um, you know OKC, no one's going to go there. Yeah. So losing Kevin Durant is like a dagger for that franchise. They just became the Bucks. Yeah. Um they're they're literally done. Um Russell so, Russ Russell's is not going to stay there. Russ is going to walk. Russ they, is going to walk. Why would he, why would he stay there? It uh, you know, uh at, at the end of the day, it's Oklahoma City, you yeah. guys. Um I not been to Oklahoma City. It's actually a nice little town. Uh you know, it's you know, great people, whatever, but there's nothing there to attract these big name free agents. It's just not a. It's not a good market. You know, it's great fans, but it's just if you could live uh, in San Francisco, if you could live in Miami, L.A., you know, you're not gonna choose to go to you know the middle of the country yeah. in Oklahoma City. The the good news for basketball fans is, I feel like we are gonna. Well, first of all, if you're a betting man, you are betting on Russell to win MVP this year. Yeah. Dude, this dude is going to – he's going to be angry. He's going to – And he's got the ball. He's got the ball. (laughs) Dude, he – He's a freak athlete. He's pissed, and he's got the ball. We legitimately might see the closest thing to Oscar Robinson stat-wise this year. Just averaging a triple-double. Averaging a triple-double. So that'll be exciting. Also, if you play fantasy basketball, 
you're taking Russell first, and it's not even close. Yeah. Oh no. I, yeah. I to- I totally agree with that. Uh, um, looking at um, a potential starting lineup in OKC right now, it's going to be Westbrook, Oladipo, who's a good wing player, uh, Roberson, Cantor, and Stephen Adams, who not at, a bad lineup. Who'll be 20, no, it's a playoff team right there because. Uh, you know, Westbrook is going to get buckets. Oladipo is a good compliment. And then Adams is literally a great five, and he's young and he's athletic. Yeah. So I think this team is a playoff team, and I actually think they're a good team. I think they're a decent team. I think they're a mid, uh, a mid-level playoff team. We'll see. I don't, I don't know if they're going to be a playoff sure. team. They might, they might be. Uh, it depends on if, if, uh, if the Thunder want to trade Russ before, yeah, they, before they he leaves him for nothing. I think they're good for another year. Then Russ walks, and then you'll never hear about Oklahoma City again. Yeah. I hate to say it. We'll see. Uh, so. That was Oklahoma City. Uh, the Spurs signed Pau Gasol right after the Durant thing, which makes them very good. Very good. And I, I've thought for a long time that Pau would be a great fit on San Antonio. Wow. Yeah. So now they got they have Pau and Aldridge, who aren't the most physical guys, not amazing defense, but super scary offensively. Yeah. Guys who can space the floor. Yeah. Um, guys who could shoot from the out. They both shoot the three ball actually really well for yeah. guys that play five. Uh, so that'll be interesting. So it all hinges on an aging Tony Parker, right? As uh, you know, as your primary, is he their primary yeah. ball handler still? They need another. They need another point you got, guard. You know, you got Green, Kawhi. I mean, they're fine. But, yeah, uh, yeah. They we'll have to see who moves the ball there. So here's the question: We got Golden State number one in the West for sure. Even though I think a lot of people are like, "Man, are they going to break their single season record again?" I don't, I don't think, think they're going to try. No. Uh, but, they learned. They learned. But I do think that the playoffs—they are just gonna wreck people. But anyways, that's that's. I, th- I think I see where you're going, Dan, and I also think a healthy Clippers team are in the top three in the West. I don't know. So that was my question. I think so we, I think I think we're looking at Golden State one, and then healthy Clippers plus Spurs at the two and three. Okay. I so here's my question to you: In the West right now, the number four team. Is it the Portland Trail Blazers? Uh, man, if if they had acquired Pau uh, Gasol, which they threw a lot of money at, um, they would be a super intriguing competitive team. Right now, they're still a you know they're they're still a good team. Dude, I think they're four in the West. I don't know who would. Uh, I'm I'm okay. Mavs. So so, so, no. you, so you're with me that. Uh, LA and San Antonio are two three. You kind of yeah. hesitated when I said that. They're, they're, I just think Portland's the, not better than them. I just think the Clippers are like on thin ice in so many ways. Well, injury, injury. yeah. But if they're healthy, they're loaded. Yeah, they brought Crawford back. Who's good? I mean, they're they're, the same, they're literally the exact same team last year. They just weren't healthy last year. Yeah. Uh, but uh, here's a really intriguing team in the West, Dan. Uh, if they can start putting it together, Utah. Yeah. Utah's going to be interesting to watch what they do this year. Drew, I don't want to pull this card, but I brought up Utah on a couple pods ago, and you scoffed it. Yeah, but that was before this draft and their additions. They got they got a lot better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They, they were, got. Uh, what they, you, I scoffed because they were bad last year. They, yeah, <laughs> they weren't bad. They almost made the playoffs, yeah, and Gobert was injured. Okay, half let me the say year. that again. They almost made the playoffs. Okay. Anyways, but I'm with you this year. They add. They made some key additions. And they they've needed a point guard for a long time. Yeah. They got George Hill, who's yeah. not an elite point guard, but he's a vet. Yeah. Uh, he's a smart player. They signed Joe Johnson, which yeah. I actually really like. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Gobert is a beast, dude. And a Gor- good draft. Gordon Hayward's awesome. Good draft. Uh, 
so I, I yeah I know we're going to go deeper into the rest of the NBA yeah. acquisitions on, on a later pod uh, next week but um, I think Utah's intriguing in the West um, but yeah you got to think right now with OKC dropping out of the picture uh, the Mavs being a giant question mark Portland is is right there smack maybe at that four or five spot are the Timberwolves making the playoffs this year Timberwolves. Dude, they got to. They have so many good, young, talented players. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think they're going to start to be be on the rise. So, so uh, going to okay. be really interesting. My final question, uh, and again, this is this is more kind of free agency also, stuff. Also, in a seven-game series, I don't think Portland beats OKC. Yeah, they do. We'll see. I mean, yeah. if, if maybe maybe we'll, we'll see. see. Uh, Maybe we'll see. So, if you're if you're LeBron James and you're like, huh, KD just signed with a team we like barely beat in the finals. Yeah, Kevin Durant signed yeah. with this team. They didn't trade anybody for him. Yeah, theoretically. And they uh, they only beat the Warriors due to injuries, by the way. In the same way the Warriors beat them the year before due to injuries. If you're LeBron, do Health do matters. do you do you look at the Cavs team you have now and are you like? Yeah, we're good for next year, no, too. No, they got to get better. Okay, are you calling up your buddy Dwayne Wade? You got to do something. Or, if you're, this might be really crazy. If you're LeBron, are you calling up Dwayne Wade? Are you calling up Carmelo? And are you saying, hey, let's figure this thing out. Yeah, and let's do this. You're LeBron James. You have a billion-dollar lifetime deal with Nike. You don't need money. You could sign for $1 with a team. Yeah. Sign for, like, the vet's minimum or whatever. Yeah. Like, as crazy as that sounds, all LeBron wants to do now is win. Yeah. yeah. Could, it could be nuts. You're saying in Cleveland? I don't think they can or make it in happen New in York. Cleveland. New York's intriguing. The other team that's intriguing because I don't is, think I don't think LeBron can leave Cleveland after winning a title and bringing back. No, Kevin I Kyrie. think he can leave Cleveland precisely because he won a title really? there. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> leave them again. I'm not kidding. His goal was to bring a title to Cleveland, and he's done that. Okay. He has no other reason to stay. Yeah, I think the other team that would be interesting is the Clippers. If you're the Clippers and LeBron calls you and like, hey, me and a couple buddies want to come play for you guys. We want Chris to stay figure it out. I feel like they would trade Blake, they would trade DeAndre in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, we'll get more into that stuff later. But yeah, so, there's been ripple effects across the West today. Kevin Durant is a warrior. And you know what, Dan? It's not a guarantee of anything. Like I said, I remember the closest thing I can think of this is going to sting a little bit, but maybe you don't remember the day that Dwight Howard announced he was going to the Lakers. Yeah, that was a bombshell in the NBA. I remember that day so clearly. People didn't know how it was going to end, and it ended horribly. But the day he announced it, every Lakers fan said, "This is it. This is the dynasty. This team is unbelievable." And I mean that, te- and that team on paper was absolutely loaded. Yeah, and it didn't work. Uh-uh. It did not work. The bottom fell out, and that team has not recovered to this day. Yeah, it's very sad. I'm. You can't you can't see my face when I'm crying right now. I, I'm I'm I love it. But uh, uh, but so that that's my point. It's not a guarantee, right? Yeah. We're all celebrating. We're all rejoicing. But so I would say to kind of put a bow on this podcast, we're basketball fans, man. I'm I'm super. I feel like a kid. I'm like excited yeah. to watch this team yeah. next year, regardless. And if you're, I've already seen some tweets today. I'm not gonna call people out by name. Like, there's people that are upset that Durant's going to Golden State, which 
I get like you're upset that your team's like not gonna win. Yeah. But we're gonna see like possibly the most entertaining basketball team yeah. of all time. Uh, there hasn't really been anything like this. No, it's gonna be super fun. I'm a Warriors fan, so yeah. I'm ecstatic. I, you know, I've been through some some bad eras. You yeah. know, watching Al Harrington as our just shooting thirty shots Dude. a game, Stephen Jackson just letting it fly. You know, started from the bottom. Now we here. Yep. Uh, anyways, Drew, any last thoughts? Oh, so many, Dan, but it's just swirling around. You know, it's Independence Day. You know, it's a holiday, and this is just the greatest news, and I'm about to eat, like, 100 burgers to celebrate. Yep. All right, guys, if you're still listening, thanks for listening. Uh, Tweet us your thoughts if you have any. Yeah. We'll be back in the week or so with another free agency pod. We'll be back with a fire bachelorette pod tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Jesus black life ain't matter. I know I talked to his daddy. Say you the man of the house now. Look out for your family. He has ordered my steps, gave me a sword with a crest, and gave Donnie a trumpet in case I can shorten some breath.